For some reason. Uh, here we go. Oh, this is better. Can but, you just one more? Yeah, but you here. can still be comfortable. I'm here. I just don't want to I don't want to make him nervous that he's gonna get sick. Well, the damage is it's done. too late. <laughs> we how, don't wash any of our glasses. How is it? <laughs> so you're done for. How is this? Is this okay? It sounds I'm sure really it's beautiful. Okay. It sounds really good. I'm not lying. I'm in a I, I'm a, as far as on voice tonight, I'm in a deep register. So I yeah. feel like I'll come in at a good frequency. I did a high pass yeah. cut. Great. So Great. it's that any of the Cutting higher the I definitely know what that means yeah. um hello everyone and welcome to carry on colon the sex in the city podcast i'm your co-host alec i'm your co-host cat and with us tonight is i've known <laughs> at least 20 people in my life and <laughs> 19 of them are garbage but there's one here tonight and it's my wife, Catherine. Also with us is Joe Gillette. Wow. I'm kidding, Joe. You know <laughs> what a treasure you are to me. And it's so wonderful to have you, especially for tonight's episode. Because I feel like you and I are really the experts on abortion. Yeah. And and we are... People care what we think about it. Yeah. Mm. Cisgendered white men yes. should talk about... Abortion more. Yeah. yeah. And... Abortion more. Abortion now. Luckily, it's not a touchy issue either. No. It's one that we can really sort of not think about what yes. our opinion is before we just start yeah, spouting Yeah, the more nonchalant, it. the better. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, true. I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Odenkirk. It's simply too late to have an abortion. <laughs> Your son is four years old. Mommy, what's a good abortion? Uh, we just watched Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, season four, episode 11. It aired August 5th, 2001. It was directed by David Frankel. Does that name ring a bell to anyone? Yeah, it, it should. It does. Because Tell us why. he directed The Devil Wears Prada. That's, That's right. Mm-hmm. What? What? It was written by Jenny Bix, who we just love. Yeah, the best. And, uh... When did, and sorry, when did the episode premiere? Uh, August 5th, 2001. Okay. Wow. Now, just general thought, and we can dive into this more specifically, but... It's interesting to me how um, history can seesaw back and forth between progressivism and uh, more conservative points of view. For whatever reason, it seems like in the early 2000s, we were actually more progressive about abortion Mm. than we are now. Like, it's it's teetered back into a more conservative point of view when it comes to abortion. I mean... Given this was an HBO show and and a progressive show in general, but the way but that it was yeah, talked about, yeah, it's one about, thing to show like sex, but like this topic, yeah. I, and I I don't want to say that it was nonchalant because they were certainly taking abortion seriously, but the matter of factness about yeah. it, and of yeah. course, it's a show set in New York with very modern progressive women, yeah. right? But um, I I am surprised that it wasn't 
and and it's refreshing that it wasn't handled with kid gloves. Right, no one was like whispering about it. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Samantha's like, I've had two. How many of you had? Yeah. There, the sort of question of morality mm. isn't discussed at all right in the episode right um which is refreshing in a way yeah really it's just the the confrontation with charlotte um and the the juxtaposition of where she is in her trying to get pregnant in her life and that's the 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 only conflict right miranda's struggle comes from should i tell the father or not yes and also am i ready for this or not not is this this an okay thing to do yeah Yeah. and it's it's interesting because um you almost are preparing yourself for the moral question Mm -hmm. to be brought up and it it just never is uh, and um, it, it has no place in the episode. It's not what the episode is about. Uh, but it, it's almost uh, an alternate reality sure. in a way. I mean, did, did it feel like that to you guys? Just in the sense that, you know, questions about abortion, usually the first thing that comes up when the topic is mentioned is, is it right or is it wrong? You know what? I, I think, um, I, I hear you. Um, and, and I, I think that's true in like political conversations of which we are having a lot right now in the world we live in. But I think when it comes to, uh, these hot button issues, when, when, when it comes to our personal lives, I think most people are speaking from a place of their personal experience and like what they're feeling about it. Not to say that that doesn't come up for people personally, but I feel like, I mean, at least I got, I, I don't know, maybe this just says something about me, but like in the discussions I've had with girlfriends about that possibility, I mean, the, the panic comes from like, I wouldn't be able to handle having a kid like mm-hmm. financially that the panic of getting pregnant never. And just the thought of like, God, I'd just, I'd have to take care of this if I weren't ready. It's almost never been a discussion of like, oh, is this. I mean, I'm sure everyone everyone has that internal discussion yeah, about right. whether they feel like it's it's right or wrong, ultimately. But um, I, and I'm making no judgment I, on I, it. I, I think I hear what you're saying in that, and tell me if I'm if I'm off base. But like that, they sort of negated a large question mark in order to focus on just like how is this going to affect their lives in a practical way, mm-hmm. and and. And I think Miranda sort of feeling like, um, you know, this was like a one-off with Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. This is not what I want in my life right now. This isn't in my plan for mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. And so, end of story. Yes. Right. You Samantha know? says, what are you going to do? And she just shrugs her shoulders and looks at Samantha. Samantha's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right? Like, it's not a question. Mm-hmm. It's not think, like... And I think that's sort of the point I'm trying to make about the way that history teeter-totters on what we might consider to be questions of morality, which is this was a time in history, like the early 2000s, where when you brought up the idea of abortion, you didn't necessarily need to have a debate about the morality of it. In some sense, mm. it was just settled. It was like... Abortion is legal. It's the woman's right to choose. And we we don't even need to have that talk. The talk is more just the practicalities of it. We don't need to rehash is it right or wrong. Right. Whereas now we have these extended like discussions and there's all this legislation about how many weeks and yeah. does the fetus feel pain and when yeah. is this up when is you know yeah. yeah. Well, I, wish, it, 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 I mean, yeah, I mean in the last election it was 
an issue that became a single issue vote mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it does feel like it, it it keeps circling back around. We have to keep talking about um, not only the legality, mm-hmm. but the the moral question mark. I don't think that'll ever go away. No. I really don't. In a sense, I feel like I've done a disservice to this episode by even bringing up at the top of this because I've just talked about it more than right. they than ever the did even in the episode. Yeah. Um, You're enjoying your day. Everything's going your way. Then along comes Debbie Downer. Always there to tell you about a new disease. A car accident or killer bees. We beg her to spare you. Debbie, please, but you can't stop Debbie Downer. Let's have some fun. Let's yes. let's let's get past that and let's talk about what is why this episode is so great. And it really is because I think it's a lot of great two-person scenes between our favorite characters in this show. And I I really want to dive into it. Why don't we just start with the Miranda storyline because it's really the one that kicks off. I'm going to dive right in. It really, it tells the whole episode aside from uh, Sam's storyline. Every other episode or every other storyline sort of circles Miranda's. So. We open this episode, there's a little uh, light motif that I enjoy, which is Carrie's always 10 minutes late She is, to and we get angry New York pedestrian with traffic Carrie. Yes. Like, a, a, a cab almost hits her, she slams her purse down on it, she goes, yes. it's red! In life, sometimes we find ourselves at a crossroads. In New York, that crossroads tends to be busy and very loud. Yes. She's like, yeah, it's the, it's the, hey, I'm walking here moment. Don't you guys Which is great. It makes like, it feel like, ooh, the city's alive. It is sort of a New York, LA thing, which is like when you're in your car or like you have an altercation, you can get very angry mm-hmm. very fast and yes. then you can immediately let it go. <laughs> yes. I do feel like that's a uniquely like New York, LA thing. Joe, I've heard, I've heard that you have. Oh Some yeah, rage issues. Yeah. Oh, well, I, but, legendary rage issues. Well, then I, I, I heard I was it was I listened to some podcast where they were talking about how the reason why you can go you know zero to sixty pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Always it, welcome. Is because you when you are in your car, you are in a fight or flight mode, mm-hmm. but you are so used to it mm-hmm. that you don't like think about it in those terms. But your body's yeah. ready Meaning to react that in a moment. That you notice. inherently understand that you're in a dangerous place. Yes. Okay. Even if you're not consciously thinking about it. Yes. Okay. So when someone like let's let's say they don't even really cut you off, yeah. but they just like come into your lane without using their signal. Yeah. You're jumping to a level of anger that yeah. is so preposterous. Because right, like yeah. in the in the with the right circumstance, they could have killed you. Yes. Okay. And so that's why you're jumping to like, you know, the worst of yourself. Eat a dick! Yes. I love when I yell at someone and then see that it's an 85-year-old woman. Yeah. Like, because no. I'm like, I will cut off your head with a rusty piano wire, you yeah. 85-year-old bitch. Yeah. Get the fuck off the road. That's right. Oh, But it's my. like... It's, I know. it's somebody's grandma. It's yeah. true. My mom taught me a long time ago, like, don't get me wrong, the things I say inside my car, I hope I hope the government isn't listening. Oh, my God. Um, but my mom, I, she said something years ago that's, that stuck with me, which is like, that could be someone who's like, it, it's their grandmother, or they don't know where they're going, or like, they're in a different part of town because someone they know is in the hospital, and like, you just don't know. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, but... It's true. Sometimes it's just for yourself to make yourself feel better. Of course. Like, Let off some steam. Yeah. I don't look at people and give them the finger. No. Because I don't want to get shot. No, I just talk to myself like, you 
fucking fuck. Yeah. I go, <laughs> oh, oh, is that what life? we're going to do? Is that, oh, that's what we're doing right now. Because yeah. we think that's oh, wow, the best Oh, wow, I guess we're all learning go how to drive, you motherfucker. You are a weak, you are a weak, impotent person who can't handle the fact that there are people who don't look like you who want to come to this country because our system is awesome. You mm. hate that. Mm. You hate it so, so much your, because you're just so weak inside. That's your substantive argument to me, Rick Wilson, who backed every losing John, I will gut America. you like a that's fish your, that's on this show if you want to keep me, this up. So <laughs> Carrie's 10 minutes late, but Miranda's three weeks late <gasps> because she's pregnant. And she got pregnant by our good friend Steve. One ball, Steve. He's got one ball. She's got a lazy ovary. And yet, God intervened. There was a weird comment that sort of gets thrown away. Where she makes the comment about, she's like, he has one ball, I have a lazy ovary. Like, in what world? And then she yeah. says, the Special Olympics of, of conception. conception. Yeah. And I thought, Ooh. That's a little politically Ooh. incorrect. Yikes. What are you getting at there, Miranda? Come on, yeah, Miranda. Watch out, Miranda. Miranda, yeah. Careful slow now. down. Look, I think we can blame that insensitive comment on her pregnancy hormones. But here's, here's where we get into an interesting conversation. Miranda is not going to keep the baby, she tells Carrie, mm-hmm. but... Is it okay not to tell Steve? Because Carrie asks just that. What does Steve think? And she's like, well, I'm, duh. I'm not going to tell him. Mm-hmm. And Carrie winces because the question is, do you tell the guy? And I think that's an interesting... Uh, Carrie is so, so, so supportive of her friends all the time. I mean, apart when, from when she's being selfish. I love Carrie. But... um. I find her, the choices they made with her character in this episode to be really strong and interesting because she doesn't just yes man her friend. She's devil's advocate. Because she's like, she knows Miranda's in a tough time. She doesn't just say like, oh, of course, of course you're not. that Because that's your choice. Yeah. And like she doesn't, you know, have those these thoughts internally. She expresses her feeling to Miranda that I don't know if that's correct or not. You need to make a decision. Maybe he has a right to know. Like she, she's, she does, she's the friend in this episode who makes you face your tough choices and doesn't just like say I, what you want to hear. I appreciate that Carrie when when Miranda says should I tell Steve? I appreciate that Carrie doesn't know the answer to that question because sometimes in friendships your friends will ask you questions and you don't feel like you have the authority to answer that question. Yeah. Joe, if I can bring up something personal that you and I experience. Yeah. Joe recently had to put his cat down, mm-hmm. the lovely, lovely Oliver. R.I.P. And, oh, God. I and him. I remember you were sort of looking for advice, yeah. not just from me, but from other people as well. But I, I remember sort of feeling like, I can't tell you. Yeah. I can't tell you what to do ultimately. Yeah. Like, I can give you my advice, you know. But, right. you know, sometimes as a friend the right thing to do is is to let that person come to that decision ultimately themselves because they're going to have to grapple with it. Yeah. You know? Because all you're, you're coming at something from how you would deal with it. Yeah. And how you would deal with it in sort of like an ideal scenario, mm-hmm. one that's not real, the yeah. one that you're created in your mind. Yeah. So I think when you're absolutely right, when you're faced with something that's like a very you know, tough decision. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, it's it, it's going to be you. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think what's interesting about what Carrie does too in this is she sort of brings up um, 
like when they get into the stuff about how she told Aiden, um, Miranda's like, "Oh, great, this is even worse now." Mm-hmm. And I thought that's so. It's so interesting that she's even speaking to that. That she's told Miranda that she told Aiden, like yes. putting that yeah. extra pressure on her. Their friendship. I feel like my interpretation of it was that their friendship is so solid yeah. that they feel like they. She's like, "I can't keep this from you. I have to tell you yes. this." I told Aiden, Carrie. I had to. He's gonna tell Steve. He will not. I made him swear on Chanel. Well, as long as he took the oath of fabric. He seemed to have pretty strong opinions about the guy having a right to know. You know, I didn't think this could get any worse, but haha, it has. Carrie telling Miranda that she told Aiden. Yeah. Did that come from a place of like, I can't keep secrets from you, we're friends, we're best friends? Or it, does it, do you think it partially comes from a place of like, wanting to push her a little to... Do you know what I mean? I, I just wonder. And I wonder what Sarah that's what, Jessica I think, at this point thinks. I think that's thinks. like a little bit of what I'm getting at. That like you would know as a person that like you saying, I told someone else about what you're going to do. Not just someone else, but Aiden, who's partners best, with yes. Steve, best buddies yes. in the bar, right? So yeah, like so you're, Carrie, you're, it's not like Carrie knows what this will do what to that means. Miranda. Mm-hmm. It means Miranda's going to think, oh God, there's more of a chance Steve's going to know. And now there's exactly. more pressure on me because a, not just any person, but Aiden yeah. knows. And especially telling, I just think telling p- other people about this that, that aren't the one that has to make the decision inherently is going to create guilt and create yes. and a feeling of judgment. And judgment yes. comes up a bunch in this episode. Yes. So I, I want to skip forward just a little bit because I think this scene is so great. So Carrie and, and Miranda have their chat and Miranda's grappling with the idea of whether she should tell Steve that she's pregnant and that she's going to get an abortion. And we sort of leave that scene with the understanding that she's not going to tell Steve she's yeah. going to get the abortion and then life moves on. She has a life. She has a career. She barely has time to even make the appointment to get the abortion. There's no way that she can have a kid. So we go to uh, we go to the diner where the four ladies always meet. And it's this this is such a great scene because it, it basically opens with Charlotte um, slamming down a box of tampons. Hey, look. Charlotte brought party favors. I'm never getting pregnant. Would you please move the tampags away from my toast points? When I think of all those women every day getting pregnant, getting pregnant, getting pregnant. I've been trying for five months, nothing. Charlotte, honey, don't worry, you'll get pregnant. When? A woman of 35 has only a 30% chance of conceiving, and then the numbers just go down from there. Numbers can be wrong. If it's so hard to get pregnant, how do you account for the number of crying children on planes? <laughs> this is not a laughing matter. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was brunch, not a fertility seminar. Okay, let's all judge. This is a great scene. This is a great scene because of the audience's knowledge of what Carrie and Miranda just discussed and the looks between Carrie and Miranda as Charlotte is sort of just monologuing about how she can't get pregnant and all she wants to do is have a kid. And if she had known she couldn't get pregnant, she could have just slept around in her 20s and had no worries. And it's a masterclass of acting, of the eye acting between... And it's great editing. You also have to give the editors a lot of credit in the moments that they choose to cut to Carrie, to cut to Miranda, because those are all singles on each of the ladies on, you know, a single of Miranda, single of Carrie, mm-hmm. as Charlotte's talking, and when do you cut to the ladies right. based on what Charlotte's saying? It's such a good scene, and I think uh, it, it's... I was just sort of laughing to myself at their 
horrible inability to keep a secret. Yes. Like, and it made me think, like, if and, you... And Carrie even saying, it, it's not about you. It's like, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about yeah. it. It's a secret. I just thought, if, okay, do you think if you were, if, if it were, like, you, if it were Kat, Alec, me, and, like, Daniel and Matthew. Yes. And you guys had a secret. Yes. That was as big yes. as Miranda's secret. Yes. Do you think you would be able to keep it together over an hour and a half? Of course. <laughs> I mean, you you would hope. You would hope so. It was like they were like Charlotte's like, what is going on? Yes, Charlotte picks these. No one has a poker face not at no. all. No one in this foursome has. I a feel poker like it could have easily. Miranda could have not easily, but like if she really. If she had it in mind, like, I need to protect Charlotte from, like, like I know she'll blow a gasket, yeah. and this is not good for her to hear right now, and I also don't want to everyone in the world to know this thing I'm going through, Miranda could have been like, nothing, I just, I don't feel well. Exactly. Just, yes. just say that. Yeah. I, but I, I Which leads me to believe that, and now I'm just doing fan fiction, but, which leads me to believe that Miranda just wanted everybody to know. Yeah. And it's like, because They're that's what you friends. do when you want somebody to know something. I mean, it's the classic boyfriend, girlfriend fight of like, what's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> like, but you, but they're, they're acting in such Shut a up, way Alec, that they I want you. I don't do you. that. Just kidding. <laughs> they're doing it in such a way that they want you to know that something sure. is up. Sure. Um, so, uh, let me ask you guys a question. Re Schmushmorshman. Mm-hmm. And the Aiden comment yeah. about the guy having a right to know. Yeah. How 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 do you feel? I need opinions and I need them now. I need thoughts and opinions oh, yeah. and feelings, personal experiences, anything you want to offer or proffer. I feel like let me start with what is probably the appropriate answer, mm-hmm. which is it's it's completely the woman's right to do with her body what she wishes. So my opinion in that sense is completely irrelevant. Yeah. And that is what I believe. Yeah. If, if she told me that she was pregnant and she wanted to have an abortion, if she never told me and ha- just had the abortion, I think either scenario uh, is fine. It's not, it, that, who cares if I think it's fine? It's what they should be allowed to do. Do you think you'd prefer not to know? I do. I think if I'd she pref- was sure that she was going to have the abortion. Mm-hmm. If she I, I, wa- think, I think it depends what our relationship is because yeah. then there's a, then there's a huge part of me that would be like, Oh, well I want to be there. If it's someone there. that you care about. Yeah. Then I want to be there to, I know how awful that's going to be. Yeah. I mean, I think what's interesting about th- this episode and I have very, I mean, like Alec mentioned, like I am a 32 year old, privileged white person um and and so take all of this with a grain of salt but my experience with people that with women that i know have been through this process um has been a little more detailed and uh heavy emotionally um than what they led on in this episode so i think i was you know this is popcorn fun and sort of like um, they're, they're touching on it very lightly, mm-hmm. but I think uh, if you if you delve deep into this stuff, it's very complicated and very traumatic. Yes, and sure. um, and so it's not like I had one. Bye. It's it's <laughs> like um, that's that, at least that's not been my been my experience listening to people who have told me about 
what it maybe was like to go through. Um, So knowing what I know, my instinct would be, if you want me to know, then I want to know. Yeah. And and I will do my best to support you in any way that I can. Um, But beyond that, like like you said, it's totally up to you. Yeah. I think... um, and it very much depends on the relationship. Now, it would be surprising if a girl that I had dated a decade later came to me and said, you have a 10-year-old son. Right. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's an interesting... You know. Sure. Um, but that's that's a different yeah. conversation. Sure. I wanted... Wait. Yeah. Okay. When Carrie tells Aiden, did you think... Because part of me was like... Again, this goes to like the not being able to keep a secret thing, which she yeah. obviously brings mm-hmm. up that she's unable to do. Um, <laughs> but I just thought like... Um, do, you, do I'm imagining that you guys in your life, yeah, you have things like it's like something happens to you, Alex, yes, and you're like, y- you could just keep it to yourself, mm-hmm. but is it kind of fun to tell a cat because it's like yeah. a little gossipy and a little like yes. you like to tell the story of it. I felt like like um, Sarah Jessica Parker played that very well. Yes. She didn't yes. play the drama of it like yes. this is very serious. Yes. She was like, I have to tell you this. Okay, fine. I'll just tell you. And it's like, he was, he would have been fine. Yes. Uh-huh. He wouldn't have I, known anything. Uh-huh. I, yeah. This is my favorite part of the episode. So and just, just to catch everybody up to speed. So, uh, you know, Miranda tells Carrie that she has, uh, she's pregnant with Steve's baby, but she's going to have the abortion. And Carrie cannot help herself. She feels the burden and the weight of the secret on her shoulders. So she has to confess to Aiden, who co-owns a bar with Steve. Who's a guy? See, this is the reason that you can't tell anyone. It's Steve. And he doesn't know. Oh, come on! What? I feel like you just trapped me. Well, I'm sorry. I had to tell you. I, it, it's all. It's all I could think about. Look, I, I can't even pick a shoe. And I fucking love this storyline. I think this storyline is so fun. Every piece of it, and they mine it to perfection. They pull everything out of this story that they can, and it's great. And it's so dynamic and fun. You've told me this <laughs> secret, and now I feel like. How can I not tell Steve? Steve's my buddy. Mm-hmm. Now I know something that he doesn't know that's pertinent to his life and he would probably want to know. And uh, th- these, I, I say it before, I'll say it again. John Corbett and Sarah Jessica Parker have great <laughs> chemistry. Like the way that, eh, I just love when actors take dialogue and pull it off the page and just make it real and it doesn't feel like a scene. It just feels like real life. And these yes. are just two people and talking. you can forgive him for the black and white sunflower shirt he's wearing yeah the shirt he's wearing 10 is size terrible. too big right and for saying are you going cuckoo on me <laughs> going cuckoo he's such a dork he's yeah. such a dork are you cuckoo now are you going cuckoo on me but um you know but i do get the impression i agree with everything you said i think uh it's such a it's such a smart, well written, well performed scene where she tells him. Um, I get the impression that Aiden's opinion of like the dude has a right to know. I feel like Aiden's the guy who would be like, "That's my kid. I want you to have it." I got that feeling too. You know, and sure. No shade. Yeah. Like that's fine. That's a feeling for him to have. But I definitely get the opinion he'd be like, "This is a gift. This is yeah. great. Yeah. We'll have a baby." I mean. 
barely nine months or, you know, like a very short time after they break up, um, peering into the future, you know, he's moved on, gotten married and he's got a tater, you know, yep. he's carrying around in a baby Bjorn. Yes. Um, so yeah, I feel like he's coming from, he's speaking from a very personal place where he's like, if it were me, I'd want to know. Yeah. And I think that's cause he'd be like, please don't do this. Yeah. 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 So now Aiden is burdened with this secret. Which he keeps because Aiden, bless him, he's a stand-up guy. Next great scene. Yep. Carrie comes home. Oh, God. And Steve's there because he's playing basketball with Aiden. And Aiden had to take a leak. And uh, this, this is scene. genius. This scene. Everything about this is this genius. This might be one of my favorite scenes. It's excellent. In the yeah. show. So, hey, how's my man? Is she okay? What do you mean? Get to college. You don't call me back. Oh, she's great. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she must be pretty busy then, I guess. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have to go. Hey, Puddin'. Did you tell him? What? About Miranda and the... No. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, he's asking about Miranda. He always asks about Miranda. You told him, didn't you? Listen, Aiden, it's okay. I can't keep secrets either, obviously. I didn't tell him anything. Well, he's looking at me funny. That's why he looks at everyone. Are you sure? I didn't tell him, but I think he deserves to know. What does that mean? I don't agree with what she's doing. Well, it doesn't really have anything to do with you, does it? Hey, Chief, you told me. I just assume not know any of it. Listen, sometimes you get in situations that are, you know, that are hard. You know, we should not be having this conversation with him out in the next room, so just go. Go. Listening. We all giggled like schoolgirls. It's after on a different scene. level comedically, I think, because Carrie is like, there's a sense of play that's happening, yes. even though the circumstances are very dire. Yes, she's like they're they're playing as a couple. Yes, there's, it's like. I, I don't know. There's some, there's an electricity in this scene that isn't yes. that isn't there in a lot. I can, it can't be understated how great her work is with um, David Eigenberg too, because he that's his name, right? Yes. Who am I? Um, uh, have a cold, but um, uh, he's just like he's just being Steve. He's like, hey, what's up? How's Miranda? And she's yeah. like, I I she's gotta like, go. She's like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I just I, I you know I'm calling her and she doesn't call me back. He's like, oh, she's great. She's There's this great. whole drama that's sleeping on top of it from <laughs> yeah. her because she has the secret. Yes. Again, Carrie, be cool. Yeah. Like, she could just be cool and it would be fine, but she's incapable. And it's amazing to watch her, like, try to maintain a normal conversation with Steve. She literally has to leave the room. Yeah. So she goes into the bathroom mm-hmm. with Aiden. Shuts the door. Shuts and the then door. they have, and I think already we're in great comedic territory. Yes. Because they have a whisper. Yes. Conversation. Oh yes. My God. So like tensions are high. Yeah. Stakes are even higher. They're both wildly yes. gesturing while whispering. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just immediately it's everything's more funny when you're like, hey, Yeah. It's just already way yeah. more funny. And she's accusing Steve or she's accusing Aiden of telling yeah. Steve and Aiden's like, I didn't tell him. She's like, I think you did. Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, I didn't tell. <laughs> um, she's like, we shouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. She's but like, telling him we shouldn't be in her having this, but she's the one who barged it on him to start the conversation. The best, no, I'm telling you, <laughs> so the best cute. moment of the entire episode 
is when she's like, it's okay if you told him you can't keep secrets. Yeah. I can't keep secrets, obviously. <laughs> like, I love how self-aware she, she is in that. Yeah. I love how self-aware. And that's what you were talking about where it's like we're in on this together. We're yeah. a couple and we have the secret and we fucked up together. Yeah, exactly. And we can kind of be in on this. <laughs> exactly. And it's going to be really exactly. fun. It's great. Um but and and everything about and then and then she's like get the fuck out back yeah. out there because he's gonna know that yeah. we're talking her shit. little her gesturing is yeah. really yeah. it's a great example this scene of like um Aiden be, just how though he's kind of a um I don't know how to put this like because he's it's not that he's not a special guy but he's just kind of like your average dude he's like I want some KFC rub my belly um but he he loves and understands and not only tolerates, but like is very amused by Carrie's very Katie girl quirks. Like where she's yes. just, she's, she's a kind of a crazy eccentric human being in many ways. And he's just like, okay, I'll just leave. Let's, let's circle back uh, to Miranda because what eventually. Oh yeah. Yeah. We start talking about, is, the, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to separate their storylines because they're so interwoven. Yeah, it's fine. So, um, so Miranda has Carrie come with her to the doctor. Uh, and um, Carrie's filling out her forms, which is so sweet. And Miranda's in like um, Miranda's in this mode where she's questioning yeah. now as the moment is coming upon her. You know, 43 is her scary age. Do you guys have a scary age? 32. Yeah, I already passed my yeah. school, <laughs> and, I, and I'm scared like, right every now. day. My life. <laughs> every moment. How old am I right now? Yeah, fair enough. So, uh, you know, she, she's she's making all of these sort of like um, she's weighing the pros and cons of in her mind of should I have this kid? But like she thinks she eventually wants kids, yeah. and so it's like, well, what if what if it can't happen for me? This happened against all the odds. My stupid egg found its way to the three sperm he had left. Oh, God, Carrie. Is this my baby? When she brings up something that I think a lot of people in her position would relate to, um, where she says, you know, is is this my baby? Mm -hmm. Like... It, it, I maybe didn't think that this could happen for me. Yep. And here it is. Yep. And so would I be a fool to not seize this opportunity? I, I mean, I've also heard from people, uh, it stuck with me that a friend of mine who now has a three-year-old son, um, her and her baby daddy, when they went to the doctor to confirm, like, yes, you're pregnant and this is going to happen and congratulations. Yep. yep. Um, she looked at him and said, like, are you are you ready for this? And he said, no, but when am I going to be ready? Yeah. And I think that's like a very astute observation. Absolutely. As adults, we, we're all, Alec and I are 33, you're 32. Uh, Do you feel like you have a, the, the, like when you were 16, you were like 32 year olds are adults who know what they're doing. Exactly. Right. Like no one ever feels like they No, And as much as you prepare for something, even if you're, you're a Charlotte and you're like, this is what we're doing. We're getting pregnant. You're you're still really gonna only be as ready as everybody else yep. as far as how much that's gonna change your life. Yep. And Carrie Carrie has a voiceover at the end of the episode, like life is what happens when you're waiting for a table at a restaurant, and it's like the like you said, Miranda, she's 
she's worried about making partners. She's just like career, career, career. Career is one of the reasons she and Steve broke up in the first place Mm -hmm. um, because they had different priorities, different schedules. He's working at a bar. She's got all these goals. Like she's so laser focused on what she wants in her life priorities. And yeah, eventually maybe one day I want a kid. But then it's thrust upon her, and it's one of those like mm-hmm. it's it's one of those sayings that we all know, but that like there's a reason it's repeated so much. The whole life is what happens w- when you're yep. busy making plans yep. thing, because you know, and here it is, and yep. she decides to take it. Uh, so you know, uh, the doctor calls Miranda, and uh, it's time. It's it, it's time I for don't, her. I to need. Have her I just need to mention how wonderful both Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon are in that moment mm-hmm. where Miranda's begging Carrie to like give her an answer. She's yeah. like, is this right? Is this my baby? Am I doing the right thing? And she's like, I can't tell you that. And Cynthia Nixon, like, I agree with you, Joe. I do, you know, the show that this is a, this is a, a dramedy comedy version of this scenario. Yeah. Like I know that in real life, this must be just gut wrenching and all of that. But this scene comes as close to the <clears throat> the the horror of it and the I think, weight of it. Yes, yeah. the <clears throat> weight. Um, as I think it can, uh, which is you know Carrie saying to Miranda, uh, Miranda saying, "How long until you felt back to normal?" And Carrie says, "Any day now." Yeah. yeah, right. And so she's being honest with her and saying, "Like, yes, this is a big deal." Yeah. Um, and, That's a and, great moment to segue a little bit into Carrie's storyline, which is. You know, um, when the ladies are at the diner talking about Miranda having the abortion, they go around the table and say, you know, how many abortions have you had? And Carrie says she's had one. And uh, when Aiden later asks her, have you ever had one? Carrie lies. And she says, no, God, no. God, no. And uh, the truth comes out in a walk and talk with, with Miranda that she had an abortion um, after she had a one night stand with a waiter and um, Carrie decides to go and visit that waiter. Now, 12 years later, Chad, Chad at uh saloon, the, the saloon. saloon, which what do we think? Is it like the saddle ranch? Is that's a real restaurant by the way? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It seemed more white tablecloth. Mm. Yeah, but Lentil apparently was soup. in the '80s was super cool yeah. and a hip place to be, but now is kind of yeah. lame. Yeah, but she she wants to see. She never told. It's a very Chad. Carrie thing to do to physically go. Yeah, be like I'm taking the afternoon to go to yeah. the saloon to see if I can find him. And then when she gets what she wants, she puts money down and leaves. Yeah, so she's gonna go love her. and see if she. She never told Chad that she had the abortion. It was a one-night stand. What's the point of telling him? But she goes out of a morbid curiosity to, I I guess, to to see if who did Chad turn out to be. uh, Assuming that he still works there, which he does. But, like, the thought that a waiter would still be... Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm no, mm-hmm. no, not knocking waiters. It's just like that is a high turnover business. That's yes. all. Yeah. It's interesting so, that he still works there. So she goes there. Chad doesn't even remember <laughs> Carrie. He calls her Sherry. <laughs> and he doesn't even remember going to the club that they went to the that tongue. night. He's got great 2001 hair. Yeah. Great 2001 hair. And, and uh, then he says one of my favorite lines. Yes. Oh, it's great. Says, Was I at least smart enough to try something? No. You were the perfect gentleman. It's a beautiful moment. Yeah. I and the that. circle is complete. Yeah. <laughs> Let's him off the hook. It's true. Yeah. So Carrie, ever 10 minutes late, 
arrives at a restaurant with Aiden at episode's end where she feels the need to let the truth come out. Mm -hmm. And she tells Aiden that, indeed, she did have an abortion. She's not sure why she didn't tell him in the first place. She does come clean. Well, she says she she wanted him to... She thinks maybe she wanted him to still think of her in a certain way. Which I think is fair, considering how Aiden reacted to what she said about Miranda. Yeah. I think it's fair that Carrie would think that Aiden would think less of her. Because... And look, I'm, I want to give him credit that he can feel like the guy has a right to know and also not judge Carrie for her decisions. Like, I'm sure he's he's a mature adult. But, like, I can understand her instinct when he's like, the guy needs to, has a right to know, bleh, and then she's like, oh, God, what's he going to think of me? And mm-hmm. so the lie comes out. Yes. But I commend her for being honest, ultimately. But she comes clean, and Aiden is a super great guy, as we all expected to know him to be. And it's fine. Everything's totally cool. And um, and she she says her line about, you know, um, life is what happens when you're waiting for a table, which I think is really true. Can we just, like, breeze through Samantha's storyline because I, I hate it and you hate it and it's the worst? I just want to talk about how attracted I am to Lucy Lou. Oh, yeah, she's Lucy hot Lou stuff. is you know very what, attractive. You, you know what we're going to do as soon as we turn off the mic is I'm going to show you, I'm, I know that you've seen it, but we're going to watch the scene from Kill Bill, where she's where she Ugh. cuts off that guy's head, and she and she's yelling, Incredible. and she's just like taking control. I fucking love her. What's Lucy Lou doing now? <clears throat> is it is elementary still on? That's right. Oh, she's right. on elementary. Yeah. That's right. I do think she's exquisite, but this this whole I I can understand the uh, the storyline. I guess it's just like what place does it have in this episode or something mm. like. Whatever. Samantha is eyeing a Birkin bag, which you guys, I got curious. Yeah. I got curious. Yeah, tell us. And I looked up Birkin bags today, and I'm I'm not shitting you. I'm going to show it to you. All right? So you can find some for like five, eight thousand dollars $8,000, but vintage Birkin bags, will you look at this? 12000 13 wait for it, $134,990. Some of these Hermes, vintage Hermes Birkin bags are upwards of $150,000. Now, there are some of them that are $4,800. Y'all, what makes a bag this expensive? Can I ask you? I mean... What makes a bag $98,950? I can't handle it. Can you imagine like the bag that you're carrying your shit in? Yes, is a hundred thousand yes. dollars. So you? the thing that you're lugging around your stuff, yes. nothing in the bag is nope. as expensive as the bag. Help! Shut up, you old pig! Your fucking house isn't as can yeah, well if you're in New York, it is. But right. listen, y'all. How do you sleep at night? The important thing is knowing that there are people on the street. I think about right now we're like everyone's in the middle of the bomb cyclone. We're not. <laughs> LOL. But the East Coast is like fucking dying, yes. right? It's awful. And there are all these like mandatory advisories out in, in like New York City where if someone is on the street, you're, you you should call 311. Like there's no, um, no question people will come by and bring them into shelter. Like they want to save lives. Yep. Yes. Meanwhile, someone's walking down the street with a $100,000 bag? 
That's I don't know how to that's handle like a that. level of sort of psychological and emotional compartmentalization Absolutely. that I can't fathom. That I you can't can, that you can pretend to live in a world where that's okay. Oh Having God. said that, if I had the money, I would have definitely bid on Han Solo's jacket from the Force Awakens, <laughs> which went for like eighty-eight thousand dollars. So I don't know if I can really okay. judge on that. Same jacket. No, new jacket. Okay. But that's like a piece of history. Right, that, that means something to you. I yeah. guess this bag I means really something just, to Samantha. I want to smell it. something to a lot of people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. a culturally it important jacket. If it was the bag that like someone wore in something that yeah. means something, uh-huh. then like maybe yeah. that's different. Yeah. Um, also, I love that you just said Hermes bag that someone wore because smart fashion forward people talk about wearing a bag and you just referenced it that way, which means that you're smart and fashion forward. Oh, thank you. Instead of carrying? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you wear a bag. But like, I wouldn't have expected, love you, wouldn't have expected you to yeah. phrase it that way. Yeah. And I am proud of you. He you. definitely did it on purpose. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, Samantha, uh, she's she's been eyeing this Birkin bag. It looks like a red. She'll bag know to me. she's made it if it she's walking like down the street a carrying red it. Bag. It's a nondescript red leather bag. Yeah. yeah. So maybe there's the blood of like a hundred virgins in to the bag. Samantha's credit, she says that it's for the status. Yes. Of it, it's she doesn't not, even care what it looks like. Bag. Which which oh, oh. Whatever. whatever people are gonna do what it's they're gonna do. So this is why Samantha doesn't have kids, so she can yeah. spend four thousand dollars on yeah, a bag, and those right. are her priorities, and that's fine. So, um, unrelated, at least for the moment, Samantha, you know, she's a PR gal. She's like making deals and talking to people, and today, she's talking to international movie star Lucy Liu, who people literally. Physically point at as she's walking through it's the Lucy restaurant. Liu. It's Lucy Liu. Don't it's, be rude. It's television and films, Lucy Liu. <laughs> <laughs> so Lucy Liu, um, you know, they give her a little something to do. I imagine that movie stars and television stars in the age of Sex and the City and Entourage like playing themselves. Yeah. That's a fun sure. part to play, especially at this point when Sex and the City is such a phenomenon. I had no idea you were from New York. I'm a total New York City girl from Queens. That's amazing. I just don't get queens from you. Look, bitch, don't start with me, right? <laughs> it's like, hey, come on, Sex and the City, play yourself. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming she is from Queens. Uh, she must be. Must be. I'm yeah. assuming they were like, I'm tell sure us something yes. about you. Yeah. I'm sure that's yeah. true. And also, Alec, to your point that you've mentioned on previous episodes of Carry On that it drives you bonkers when um, an, a very famous actor is on a television show and they say, oh, that's famous television star Willow Summers, but it's, like, really right. someone that you know. Yes. Like, Penelope yes. Cruz in the in the movie, in the first movie, where, but there, she's not Penelope Cruz. I just don't she's like the, fake movie star. Right. It's weird, she's I, a fake, it's weird it's like how just, they decide. Just let her yes. be Penelope yeah. Cruz yeah. because it's distracting. So I'm yeah. glad this is actually Lucy Liu and not yeah. television star, and then they come up with some other name yeah. or movie star. Yes, Sydney Park or something. <laughs> so Lucy Liu's looking for new PR. She wants somebody classy, and Samantha Jones is class all the way, as we know. <laughs> 25%. So, um, Samantha ends up heading to Hermes, where a uh, great scene, great day yeah. player, yeah. comedic actor who's playing the Hermes yeah. salesperson, yeah. presents the Birkin bag, but there's a five year waiting list. Ooh. Samantha Jones does not put herself on waiting lists. No. 
So she comes up with in the moment what is a little bit of a harebrained scheme. Oh, Samantha. <laughs> to say that the bag is for Lucy Lou, which, listen, it wasn't a good idea. No. That's just straight up not a good Look, idea. Look, if you're representing someone and you've represented them for five years and they've said to you, it's fine, use my name if you want to get... If this is an agreed upon thing, fine. But she's maybe a day before she's yes. like agreed to be... And she's immediately, it's very unprofessional. I yep. feel like that's very un-Samantha. And she's like drunk on Hermes right now. Yeah. Yes. So she says, this is for Lucy Lou. Does that change the equation at all? And uh, and the salesperson says, well, let me talk to Francesca at Hermes. And, and you know, I'll get back to you. <laughs> well, too many days go by. Too Samantha, many for Samantha. Wants, she wants to hey. smell the smell of that. Birkin bag it makes her pussy wet. Yes. She's Samantha, let's be honest. Yes. She wants it. Yes. She needs it. So then she ends makes up her calling physically Francesca. hot. Yes. And she's like, hey, Francesca, what the fuck is up? <laughs> Francesca? Samantha Jones. Question, how the fuck long does Lucy Lou have to wait for that Birkin? Well, if they're so hard to get, maybe you can explain why I just saw a fucking nobody in a tracksuit carrying the exact one we want. It's five days. What are you taking your I just, damn sweet I just time? Saw, I just saw some fucking nobody yeah. in a fucking tracksuit walking down Fifth Avenue. What is it going to fucking take? Some dumb mom's wearing that bag. Where the fuck is my bag? For fuck Lucy Lou. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. This shit That's is right. for Lucy yeah. Lou. Who the fuck do you think you're Star dealing with? Star of Charlie's Angels full throttle, Lucy Lou. Lucy fucking Lou. What else? Char- the first Charlie's Angels. We'll kill Bill. For that. Yeah, yeah. What else? <laughs> I love her and I feel yeah, embarrassed. Yeah, I love her too. Um, let's see. Uh, Hold uh, on. Allie McBeal. I know Girl. her from. That's where I know. That's where I fell in love That's where Lucy she, Lou. that's where the world fell in yeah, love. Yeah, that's where Lucy it was. was I wanted to, I was like, was it Ali McBeal? And it was. I watched it that show with my family. We watched that as Calista a family. Flockhart, Ooh, I forgot she was in Chicago. Portia de Rossi. She was in Chicago. She was in Chicago. Um, elementary. She's tremendous. She was working so, for years and years and years before Ali McBeal. Yeah. Like she's just a, um, a maniac. And so Lucy her. Liu is on board with Samantha Jones being her PR because Samantha's a classic woman but Lucy Lou then meets up with Samantha again drops that red Birkin bag right on the table Ooh. Samantha's drooling over it this is a cat and mouse game and Samantha's the mouse unfortunately Lucy Lou says Hermes dropped this off at my door mm-hmm. free bag why not Samantha says actually I paid for that bag <laughs> And it's mine. Cutting to the chase. I, I, used, I, your I used your no name. No big deal. NBD. Lucy's like, yeah, Francesca told me you fucking cussed her out. Where's the class in that? Samantha, God bless her, tries to come up with some lie about maybe somebody oh. from New Jersey, like just spilled in over on her cell phone. Oh. And Lucy Lou says, the only thing worse than a liar is a bad liar. Oh, yeah. And then in an expert move, bitch stands up, grabs her bag, and leaves. And then she takes that $4,000 bag on the way and gives way her out. the finger. I mean, girl, what a move. Yeah. And yeah. Samantha's out 4000 bucks plus tax, let's be honest, her probably. Fault. 
Her yeah. fault. Her, her fault. fault. Her fault. Also, wish. By the way, wish I could afford to make a four thousand dollar mistake and just be like, "Fuck." Yes. Right? Wouldn't it be nice yeah. to be Samantha and just yeah. be like, "Oh man." <laughs> so, let's round this all out with a little bit of Charlotte. Charlotte's very upset oh. that Miranda is pregnant and um, aborting the child when she's having so much difficulty herself getting right. pregnant. She and Trey right. are having. If we if we take a look back at um, the last episode, Trey was Trey had to um, jerk off into a cup yeah. testing his sperm. His swimmers are fine, so it's on to Charlotte. And it turns out. Um, Charlotte, the fertility Charlotte, doctor yeah, tells Charlotte goes her. to the, they go to the fertility doctor who tells her that her, basically her uterus and cervix are an inhospitable environment for, for Trey's sperm. Yes. And so she has a 15, one five percent chance of getting pregnant naturally. And of course, after this appointment is when Charlotte sees Miranda on the street, turns heel, oh. walks the other way, Miranda catches it. And the ladies have a little bit of a confrontation where Miranda's like, you're not returning my calls. You turn around on the street as if to avoid me. I didn't do this to you. This wasn't my decision. And I'm sorry. And you're going to get pregnant. And that's when Charlotte teary-eyed. Oh, she's so good. Reveals that more likely than not, she's not going to get pregnant and she doesn't want to talk about it and she just wants to go home. Mm -hmm. Miranda offers to walk with her home. I have to wonder, look, it's a beautiful moment. What is Miranda doing that she just can afford to just like stop? Are you ever in a time of your day where you're like, I'm on my way somewhere in a business suit and I have I'm on my way somewhere, and I can just stop doing I whatever would argue I'm doing. That's why the scene works. I know because Miranda probably is on her way somewhere. Still but the end of this scene she's is she's a good friend. And she Charlotte just walks says, "I just want to walk home alone." But Miranda's like, "Well, I'm just going to be behind you. Should you change you your mind?" And she says, "No, no, I'm fine." But the voiceover says that she Carrie, never turned around. She never turned around. But she yeah. knew that she was behind her. Yeah. <sighs> That's good shit. Yeah. That's, That's a friendship good friend. right there. And also I like the detail that like Miranda's like you're not call you're not returning my calls after their big blow up at the coffee shop where Charlotte's like have your abortion talk and storms out and she's so upset. Miranda is the kind of friend who's like I know you're upset with me but I'm going to call you. She reaches out to Charlotte Anyway, which I I think is just, it's such a testament to like, I know we're rocky. I know things are tough, but I need you to know that like, you're still my person and I need you to, you know, I just love that. And so what we didn't say about Miranda's, about the, to wrap the wrap up to Miranda's storyline is that, um, we're left in the, in the doctor's office with Miranda going in. Um, and Carrie looking after her wistfully, you know, wishing she could have the answers for her. And we, cut and we assume that later. she's gone through with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We cut to, um, you know, post-doctor. Miranda's at home. Samantha's taking care of her. And Charlotte shows up with flowers. It's a little bit awkward because how do you take care of somebody after an abortion? Especially if you're Charlotte and you want a baby and there's been this, like, stuff between you But Charlotte it. has put that aside because their friendship is more important than her infertility and, and Miranda's decisions about gorgeous, her body. gorgeous, gorgeous white flowers because Charlotte is nothing if not, like, etiquette proper. Mm-hmm. But what's revealed... Is that Miranda kept the baby. She says, Charlotte, I didn't do it. Yeah. What I love is that Charlotte 
chooses against all her instincts because she's so upset. She chooses to support her friend, to put her own feelings aside and say, I brought you flowers. Mm -hmm. I don't, I guess that doesn't help right now because you're going through something really horrible, but here they are. Yeah. And she says, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. And she says, Miranda says, I'm pretty freaked out. Charlotte, I didn't do it. Yeah. And then Charlotte's reaction. Yeah. Carrie, Carrie looks, there's a moment where you can tell Carrie's a little concerned that Charlotte's going to react poorly. Like she's going to feel like jealous or something. Yeah. I feel like that's what we're meant to sort of be led in the direction of. I think so too. And that, but her appraisal in that moment is so good because, because ultimately it's like, it is, you know, of course she wants a child of her own, but that kind of news. Yep. I mean, just it, it is overwhelmingly yes. positive, I think, in in the context of this scene. And so she bursts into tears and says, we're having a baby. We are going to yeah. have a baby. And it's yeah. a lovely moment between the four women. And it's our four best friends and I'm best friends with them. And I wish I was the father. They're of the real baby. people. Yeah. And, and Carrie says with those four words, three aunts were born. And... I just, I, I love, you know, it makes me want to go watch, um, the object of my affection. Like I love nothing more that, tell me you've seen this movie a million, I've seen it a million times. Um, the Jennifer Aniston, Paul Rudd movie, he's gay, she's pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Um, what I mean is the unconventional, like I'm pregnant, just going to do this. Um, I love those stories. I love those unconventional family stories where people just come together and someone's in a position where it's not traditional, but the people in their lives who love them are going to be with them every step of the way. Um, you know, and no one knows what it's going to be like or what's coming, but it's like, you're, you're my Friends, yeah, so a, like yeah, this is what we're going to do. That's a huge part of this. I think that a big takeaway from this is like she's not alone. No, she'll never be alone. Her friends are her family. Yeah, yeah. Joe, what an episode! Great episode. Um, we we hit on so many things: relationships, friendships, abortion, bags. Birkin bags, Lucy Lou. <laughs> what else could you ask for in an episode of Sex in the City? That's pretty much it. I mean, it's this is where we are in the classic great era of the show. These people can do no wrong, That's in right. my eyes. That's oh right. yeah, it's a it's 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 season four. It's deep season four territory. We are deep into this is when Sex in the City was like taking over the world. And yeah. you know what? He's not. Ultimately, right for Carrie, but Aiden's a good boyfriend. Oh God, he's a good boyfriend. He's so great in this episode. He's a good boyfriend, and she is hot as fuck. She, She's so hot. It's why I love having you on the episodes because you help remind me. God, just how hot I'll be. She, Joe, I'll be. Joe, where can we find you on the internet? Well, since you asked, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Joe Gillette. Great. On at J O E G I L L E T T E. And that's Twitter that's and Twitter Instagram. That's Twitter and Instagram. That's mm. fantastic. And where can we be found, Catherine? Well, you can find us at Carry On Podcast. Just Google that. We've been getting over the last several months a lot of great emails to carryonpodcast at gmail.com. Um, people just sharing personal stories, laughing with us, saying yeah. how much they love us. And, and I've been writing back and saying, we love you too. Um, so like, just keep reaching out because Lord knows we're, we're, we're talking, we're not talking to avoid. We're talking to out to literally the world. We hear from people from all over the world who love this show as much as we do. So reach out, tweet us, 
comment on our Instagram. DM. DM. Why not? We're going to write you back. We're we're going to slide in. We'll slide right back because we love you. And until next time. Carry on. on.